From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Eric Wakeling with my friend Matt Doan, as always. Matt Doan, Matt Doan, Matt Doan. Wow, you're just saying your name over and over, huh? Is that more of a reminder? Or? Yes, it kind of is. <laughs> I actually have a thing. Oh, okay. Have I repeated this? I, if I repeat myself, just stop me. Okay. But stop. I have a little tick <laughs> when I'm when someone asks for my name at like a Starbucks or a coffee shop. They're like, hey, can I get a name for this order? And I always say, I have a little nervous tick. I go, uh, Matt? I always say, uh. And then you say it with a question and then mark? I say, and I say my name. <laughs> so it, the culmination, I realized I had a problem with this when I went to someone's like at the Starbucks counter. They're like, uh, Matt? Your order's ready. <laughs> they roasted you. Yes, they totally did. Oh, so man. my kids like always look at me and they're like, can I get a name for this order? I'm like, I have to pause, like hold, 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 <laughs> Matt. What do you think's going on like underneath the surface of all that? I don't know. I need a counselor to, to help me understand this. Okay. Do you feel like you don't really know yourself? Is I that think, part of it? Like I said, I need a counselor, not you. Oh, to wow, help wow, me understand wow. this. I mean, I've taken a class in pastoral <laughs> counseling or something. <laughs> uh, uh, Matt, uh, uh, Eric, Matt. I remember somebody on our pastoral staff that I'll let re- remain nameless okay. um, used to answer their phone when you'd call them, and they'd go, "Hello," and I'd be like, <laughs> "As," and so I, I would just picture them, like this thing in their pocket rings. And they look at it like, what is this strange device? And then they answer, <laughs> then they open it and they're like, someone's in here. Like, and so I remember like being like, dude, you always say it like this. Like, why don't you just, just say hello? Like what's uh, going on? But we all have our own little weird ticks. There's also a family in our church, which will remain nameless. <laughs> Stooks. And um, we used to call their house. They'd say, good afternoon. They wouldn't say hello. Oh. They'd say like, good evening. Oh, good afternoon. It always would throw me off. Yeah, like, you'd be like, oh, wow. Wait, that's not, there's like kind of like a little like, you say this, I say this <laughs> yeah. when you call. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Stooks. There's, there's a lot of Stooks, so it could be a numerous yeah, Stooks. Yeah, it could be anybody. <laughs> uh, all right, so yeah, we are here in Thanksgiving week. Yes. We're just a few days, recording this just a few days before actually Thanksgiving yes, happy day. Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes, it's an exciting week. It's a week that's... The beginnings, too, of, like, everyone's schedule starts getting, like, different and weird. Yeah. It's like a short week of school or work. Right. Um, which is interesting here in our world because I think, like, I'm going to preach a sermon on Sunday no matter how many days I'm in the office. <laughs> right? Like, True. So I have to prepare and be ready for Sunday. It doesn't matter how many days there are. But I'm also excited to be off a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? So I think we shared this, but like my weird family uh, traditions, we go to Joshua Tree. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we spend the day out in Joshua Tree campgrounds and do the full Thanksgiving meal out there and mm-hmm. then do a little little campfire. And then mm-hmm. I head out the next day to B's family's house mm-hmm. up in Simi Valley. So we do a little bit of driving. But, yeah. But that one's like the ultimate traditional. So how about you? What do you got going on? Yeah. So driving up to see my folks. So every other year we switch. So this year we're going up to NorCal to visit with my folks and one of my brothers. Did we do this last week on the podcast? I hope not. I feel like we might've done this last week. We may have. I don't know why, but I feel like I've had this conversation just, you know, I like so many times lately, the conversation (laughs) is kind of like, what, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? I don't know. (laughs) Sorry. But yeah, NorCal, Santa Cruz. Yep. Yep. So looking forward to it. It'll be great. 
That's good, 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 good. Is that like just kind of chilling out? Is everybody just kind of relaxing, hanging out? Or For is sure. there formal activities? Oh, yeah. We are doing a turkey trot. Oh, you are? On Thursday morning, Thanksgiving morning. Wow. So it's the second annual Doan Turkey Trot, just our family. Oh, it's not like an event. <laughs> no, we just go down. We go down to the beach. Okay. And there's like the pier to the seawall and then back. Do you know how? So it's not like a 5K. Yeah, it's I'm just a little like... nervous though because uh, one of my uh, nieces is a freshman in cross country and she's really fast now. So she's going to dominate you. Yeah, guys. usually I win. So this year oh. it's going to be. So you're actually, you're confused. You're, I mean, you're concerned about like your performance. Like if you'll be able to actually compete, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm going to win this year. I think it's uh, kind of like me with triathlons. You should be doing it just to finish. <laughs> just to finish. I know we, we've reached that stage in life. Just exactly. happy to wake up. Yes. Happy to complete this event. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. All right. So, so maybe some of our listeners are listening to this as they're driving to their Thanksgiving plans. So we yeah. pray for safety in all your travels this week and right. just have a really good, even maybe even just healing time with family, right? Sometimes there can be some stuff that comes up in family situations and just pray that this can be a year where you just sense God's peace mm-hmm. in your home. I got some good conversation starters. Oh, okay. So a couple conversation starters for on the Thanksgiving okay. table. So, okay. um, what are your views on vaccines for COVID <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and like, how is the Illuminati Involved or not involved or something like that. You know, that would just be a casual, (laughs) light conversation. Um, You know, or yeah, like uh, maybe it's, it's something about, I don't know. I'm trying to think you could do something to get some stuff to kind of really shock people. (laughs) I have a good question to ask. Oh, sure. Sure. Um, Why is soccer so terrible? I think that's the question I would want to ask. All right. Let's get into this. Let's get into this. (laughs) <laughs> so Matt sent like a text to a, a, like in a, in a group chat that I'm involved in and he had a little rant. So if you don't know, the World Cup started yesterday, yes. uh, Sunday of this week. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, the single most popular sporting Incredible. event in the world yep. every single time. Yeah, undeniable. The most followed person on any social media is Cristiano Ronaldo. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so literally it's the most popular sport in the world. True. So you don't <laughs> like oh, that, that sport. That's your defense for what? No, no, no. It's just I'm just describing. I'm not I'm not doing any defending yet. Just so far all I'm doing is kind of this is all just set up. Okay. <laughs> so um you you said to me just earlier, like, I don't understand it. Now, yes. do you think it's more of, is this a you <laughs> it's, problem? It's a user problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. goes back to the, uh, Matt, I need some counseling in this area. <laughs> no, there's just three things about soccer I don't understand. I don't uh-huh. understand why people fall down constantly and act like they're injured, even though they're not. I don't get that part. It's part of the strategy of the game. I know that, but I just don't know why it's allowed. Second, I don't know what it's a foul. Like, it seems like sometimes a player will hit another player and it's no big deal. But then it seems like the fouls kind of happen when it's sort of near the goal. I don't really get it. And the third thing, why can't we just have a clock that everyone sees? Because there's like this extra time. So the game's supposed to be 45 minutes each half. Mm-hmm. It, it, we hit the 45 minutes at the end of the second half, but there's still extra time. But no one knows how much extra time is left. Correct. And we're just kind of wondering. And the referee eventually just says, okay, it's over. But you never know exactly when it's going to end. Like, Correct. I, don't, I just don't get all those things. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we can talk. We can discuss these issues. So <laughs> I need some. Illumin- I need some Illuminati and Illuminatian soccer. Is anybody with me? Can you just say right now? Just yell out in your car on oh, your I'm bike. Sure. I'm sure you have plenty of people with you because the ignorant American is prevalent <laughs> yes. here. Yes, I guess I'm representing um, that viewpoint. That's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So okay. Wh- how like. What's the first one again? How is something a foul? Oh, the rolling around thing. Yeah, they just fall so, down. I think that some of this stuff like hurts a lot. So like to get have somebody running full speed and then another person is running at you full speed and sure. then you like their knee hits you in the calf. Okay. And I think that hurts a lot. And then so they can get back. It hurts. So they, they fall down, uh-huh. but then they can get back up because they're not injured. It just hurts. Or when you, you get stepped on by cleats, yeah. these cleats are really thin nowadays too. Yeah. So that hurts a lot, I think. No, I get that part, but it seems like they fall in order for the rest of the team to catch their breath. Or it seems like there's like this allowable, like, I'm going to hold my knee so that then we can ruin the momentum of the other team. Yeah, there is some gamemanship involved in that so that they do try to extend it a bit or to overplay it a bit, depending on... Where they where they do the fake falling more is in the box. Like if yeah. you're about to score and you do yeah. it because you could possibly get a penalty. Yeah, and that's yeah that's irritating to I think a lot of soccer fans Check. also. Check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because nobody fakes like they're hurt in any other sport. Um, nobody like fakes like they got fouled in basketball. Okay, my second uh, argument. I don't know what's a foul. Okay, this is where this is the part for you that's just okay, help me. You're being dumb. Okay, uh, no, no yeah. No, no, I'm I'm teachable right now. Well, yeah, so if like the defender gets the ball first a lot of times, uh-huh. that's like so it won't be a foul even though it could look similar to a foul, okay. but the defenders come in and gets the ball before they might hit the person. They were first to the ball. So often first to the ball okay. will will be Kind of credit goes to okay. That's like, a helpful like tie goes to the runner yes. or whatever. It's like credit goes to the person that gets the ball. Now okay. you can't just like tackle somebody, sure. you know, even though you touch the ball first or something. Um, so that's that's okay. that's one that's helpful. Um, I'm trying and it's kind of like you know in the NBA. And sorry if we're losing some of you right now, but mm-hmm. in the NBA, you could call a foul on every play. It's just yes. it's just big people running into each other, yep. playing the game fast. So I understand yep. like the stakes are so high in World right, Cup and right. people are pushing and getting position right but it does seem like what's what looks like a foul and what's not a foul changes as the game gets more intense or serious yeah and it's kind of like any other thing too there's like the ref is like in basketball let's say or Mm -hmm. you know like a ref can be call a tighter game or a looser game like just let them play or they can like so there is some of that so okay and then third thing is i don't get the clock like the game just ends you don't know when it's going to end right i like i like to know when something ends so the referee (laughs) is has their own clock that they are tracking the amount of stoppage time why can't we know that hold on hold on hold on (laughs) i mean i guess they they could put that on a display like every time he hits his stopwatch yes but they tell you at the end of the 45 it says there's going to be an extra seven minutes. Okay. That's, and that's actually displayed. I actually didn't know that till yes. this moment. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, at the end of the first 45 and the second 45, they do that where they say plus hey, seven or something. Yeah, yeah. Plus seven minutes today. What was crazy is there's in the England game this morning, there was an injury by the Iranian goalie uh-huh. and he was down and like, then had to get like taken out on a gurney and stuff. It was kind of intense, but then came back. And then, <laughs> no, no, no. But he, uh, he, but it took so long that there was an extra 14, 15 minutes at the huh. end of the first half, which is a lot. That's like a third of so the So they half. don't stop the clock. They just let it keep running, but the they're clock tracking keeps running, it. But they're tracking the extra time. Interesting. Or the, yeah. 
I mean, it's helpful. Stoppage. I hope this is helpful for all the listeners that yeah. hate soccer like I do. Yeah, so there's just a couple bits of information for you. It's uh, the USA tied today. They they tied against <laughs> against Wales. So it's group play. So group play, it's like who advances to the group. So it's just you get certain points for each sure. stage. And then, Go be- USA. Yeah. and then it becomes knockout. And that's when yeah. it gets really fun is when it becomes knockout stage. Right. It's just like one game for everything. Okay, so USA gets knocked out, let's just say. Yes. Who would you root for? Uh, I think England's my next one. Really? Yeah, and then Belgium, I think, is who I'm rooting oh, really? for after that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any yeah. reasons why? Uh, well, I mean, my family's from England. Mm-hmm. I watch Premier League, so, like, mostly the team I love, Chelsea, is in England. And, and, like, I probably watch English players the most. And it's crazy. I was, like, thinking about today, like, how stacked the England team is. It's, mm-hmm. like, I think the second, like, the bench of England is better than, like... Some starting teams. Than, like, the best starting teams of, like, both America, Mexico, and Canada or something. Wow. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. That's why it's just incredible. Like, yeah. their bench is so good. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay. Well, Our, that's our soccer moment for today. I'm sure you'll hear hey. a couple more as the World Cup... And traveling the world i'm uh, i'm rooting for a south american team i'd like to see a south american team brazil i do it. brazil or argentina or uruguay mm-hmm. or ecuador those yeah. are your options yeah who do you want to win any of those well it seems like brazil is always one of the better teams right they are yes yeah so you so that means you want there, there them hasn't you... there hasn't been a south american team in a while right yeah, but I wouldn't think you'd be a front runner guy being an Oakland A's fan. It's <laughs> more of an underdog guy. Okay, so what? Uruguay, Ecuador? Probably more Ecuador would probably be the ultimate underdog. I actually went to an Ecuador professional um, football soccer game with Pablo uh, years ago. No, 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 this is um, this is with Chet and Katie. And no, oh, it was before yeah. that actually. No, maybe with Chet and Katie. Okay. Anyway, it was just incredible. I mean, the passion. Yes. Uh, one team scored a goal and the other opposing fans threw toilet paper onto the field <laughs> and there was so much toilet paper. It took like 10 minutes for them to clean it That's up funny. and it was just so intense. So this is maybe a good segue because we were talk we're talking about a global yes. sport. Yes. And yesterday at church, we nice. talked about global reach. Yes. And it actually, I think, helps you. You as a missions pastor, Matt Doan, you should have a greater heart for soccer. It would help you understand. <laughs> it would help me bridge the, the gap world. with yes. many of our yes. partners around the world. And as we travel, that's actually a good point. All right. I'll, I'll work on that. Okay. Um, yeah. We had a great Sunday. Um, it's fun having Rob Boo here yes. from Wheaton Bible Church. Uh, he was a longtime pastor there. And Wheaton Bible Church, if you don't know, it's like looking at Calvary in the mirror. <laughs> like yeah. They were founded around the same time as us. Kind of the same look and feel of the church. Uh, very missions-minded church. Yeah. Uh, Greater Europe Mission actually was kind of birthed out of their church. And much like Wycliffe was birthed out of Calvary. And so yeah. just kind of an, it's a neat sister church type connection there. Totally. So it was fun to have Rob there and talk about seeing God's mercy, savoring God's mercy. And then the third one was sharing God's mercy. That's right. It was really good for us. Yeah. I like that. Especially I like those three his three words kind of got me thinking just about mm-hmm. all of like, when, that was like the way I feel like for me, a connection to missions of just like, okay, even if you just take it to Jesus or just or take it to the gospel or grace, like see yes. Jesus, savor Jesus, share, share, show Jesus. Yes. And then, you know, see the gospel. Yeah. Anyway. Cause a lot of times we get to the, the share Jesus, Yeah, but you really won't share Jesus unless you're seeing him and savoring him, right? Like yep. if it's not a treasure for you, you're not going to tell anybody else yes. how glorious it is, whatever it is. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I thought those were good points yesterday. Uh, and it's just fun to just highlighting different missionaries that we've partnered with. We, 
we are just so blessed. We have such incredible mm-hmm. partners, and we highlighted Paul and Becky Nystrom yesterday. They've been serving through Calvary since 1982, which for yeah. some of us doesn't feel like that long, but for many of us it was way before we were born. It's um, a long time. Yeah, and yeah. just so faithful. 40, 40 years. years. Yeah. Of service uh, down in Peru. I kind of don't care if you're 90 years old. 40 years is a long time. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's totally. a long time. To be committed to anything. Yes. And so I got to highlight them yesterday with our Cameron Townsend Award, which was really fun. And then uh, we were highlighting our Mexico team, too, going down in January to build five houses. Yes. Selling breakfast burritos. We've made 200. We thought, oh, 200 feels like too many. Oh, really? We were like done in like 10 minutes. It was amazing. <laughs> so Calvary, thanks for your generosity and That's cool. picking up a breakfast burrito to support our Mexico team it was really great. That's good. People have been buying stuff at Calvary lately. We got the, I know we sold all those Luke journals. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, people are getting into it. So yeah. it's good. Yeah. It's thanks good. everybody for just participating in the things that are happening around here. Yeah, it's great. Exactly. There's a lot happening in there this season. There's a ton happening in this season, but, but back to Sunday too. I just loved, um, I don't know. For me, trying to like process even more and more what that looks like to just have a like you seeing the gospel or seeing God's mm-hmm. mercy, like you know it. So you you know it, you understand it, right? You have to have that mm-hmm. that cognitive understanding about yeah. it, and you've you've taken it in, right? And then, mm-hmm. uh, or I think he even said like, sure, that's like your conversion moment, even like yeah. to see God's mercy. But to savor God's yeah. mercy is like, yeah, just like, mm, take it in. It's beautiful to you. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's beautiful to you. That's something you said, right? Yeah. It was good. That's a good word. Um, mm-hmm. Or did you say that? It was no, said. No, he said it. He said yeah. it. Okay, okay. And then, uh, yeah. So then, yeah, like you said, out of that, mm-hmm. we show it. We share right. it. Um, so I don't know. I just wonder for people if like, you know, if you can kind of think, think through it in some way, in that way. Hmm. There was... But then there was that passage of scripture that you were talking about earlier. It was like, I forget, first Peter, second Peter. What was it again? Yeah, it's so good. It's first Peter chapter two, 12. Rob talked about this on Sunday and um, I have a little different version popped up on my phone. It's NLT, but it says this, be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors, Hmm. though, even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. Mm-hmm. And for me, that, that passage was just smacking me yesterday of like, wow, we, we're in a cultural moment right now where in many ways, and I don't want to be overly dramatic about this, but in many ways, Christians are scapegoats for things. Yeah. Um, you know, Christians are anti fill in the blank. Yeah. Yeah. Christians are the reason we don't have this or yeah. they're holding us back. And, and so there's been this kind of like this re- recurrent wave of like, frustration and, mm-hmm. and spilling into anger against Christians around America and maybe even around the world. But then this passage speaks right to it because in Peter's day, it wasn't much different. Mm-hmm. He was facing persecution. The early church was facing persecution. Mm. And he says, live among your neighbors. So that even when they think or accuse you of doing something wrong, they'll see your behavior. Mm. And I think that's such a great call for us because sometimes when we're accused, we get a defensive or B, we're like, forget them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just yeah, dismissing exactly. them. Exactly. But that passage is really talking about the idea of we don't get defensive. We live the life God's called us to live, but we also don't disengage from our neighbors. Mm-hmm. We're living in a way that they can actually see our lives. Yeah. And so that was just that was an awesome passage for me to see yesterday. So let's say you express a conviction about something, mm-hmm. you know, and you're, let's say somebody, a friend or neighbor, whoever, right? Yeah. Like. Um, see here, here's that you've expressed a conviction about something they disagree with. Right. And then they kind of get mad. They're like, oh, you're 
I don't know, it could be you're, you're a bigot, you're a bigot yeah. mm-hmm. or you're closed minded mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, so then what do you feel like? Okay. So what, what should you do then? Or, yeah. it's, or is it almost like what should you have already been doing at some level? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, it's Before an excellent you question. Express a conviction strongly, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think like in, in my little world, when people hear I'm a pastor, I'm yeah. a Christian pastor, they already have a set of, um, I guess what they would say is presuppositions about me mm-hmm. of what I think and what I believe. Mm-hmm. And so in a sense, I think 50 years ago, I would have started net positive with that person. Like, right. oh, this is a good community member. Yeah. I yeah. might not go to their church, but I, you know, they contribute. Yeah. Yeah. I think now I start as a net negative mm-hmm. where it's, a, oh, this person's anti Mm-hmm. whatever. And, uh, and so then for me to treat them with dignity, yeah, uh, with humility, um, to, to pay attention to my neighbors, to see their needs yeah, and even to try to help meet some of those needs. I mean, we're not trying to be saviors everywhere we go, right? Right. but the right. idea of that we're, we're humbly looking for ways to serve. Yeah. I think that's what this passage is talking about. Yeah. And so trying to think through that, like, like I go to this little gym in orange and, you know, most people there know I'm a Christian, know I'm a mm-hmm. pastor. And so trying to think through when I go there, okay, how can I pay attention to what people share with me or just even asking them questions, being others focused as a way to even present who I follow <laughs> to them. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. Totally does. How, no, how, let me ask you that same question. Yeah, well, I, I was even thinking about question. how, um, I've really tried to make sure cause we have a pro-life conviction here. Yeah. Right. And, so I think like a way that that verse would like speak to that though, is like, Hey, if you're going to express your pro-life conviction, let's mm-hmm. say, um, to the world around you, well, make sure you're actually also living out, serving the people that like are in need that would be, you know what I mean? Would be mm-hmm. affected or would be the most vulnerable to making a bad decision in yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. So that's like, even why, when I've tried to communicate about, about that, like the abortion issue from like, from emails or whatever to the church, it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, we are, we're really trying to both live this as well as just as believe this or vote this, yes. right? Like we also want to support say families for children or yes. have like support people that are doing foster care and mm-hmm. have like support the Obria, like medical clinics that are like helping yes. these women that are in difficult positions or, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So it's just like, Hey, live amongst right because he's mm-hmm. saying like live in such a way yeah right that is not just like oh because it's really easy to tell people like don't do this don't do that right. this thing's bad this thing's good or mm-hmm. whatever but like okay so are you also living it out yeah i would say get off <coughs> get off your platform and just be with people yes yes know? yes and i think that that people will see yep. over time your consistencies, but even get this, they'll even see your inconsistencies, mm, but mm-hmm. even that you can ask for forgiveness. Yeah, you yeah. can say, yeah, I'm, I'm a growing person too. Yeah. I don't know if necessarily the skeptics or the people who accuse us of wrong behavior are looking for perfection, mm-hmm. but I think they're looking for someone who's like kind of serious to follow their convictions too. Yeah. Yeah. I remember actually having the kind of conversation I was just talking about, like with some members of like my extended family mm-hmm. who aren't believers, like super probably way more like progressive, like yeah. politically and um, kind of expressing to them some of like 
the way I view like even that abortion issue, let's mm -hmm. say, you know, which is, and this is not all to like say that what we're supposed to be doing is defending like pro-life issue. I'm just mm -hmm. saying this is such a hot topic, like yeah. in our culture. So it's right. like this year. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just like, it's been cool, like to be able to express some of those things and even they're kind of like, oh, well I get that then almost, mm -hmm. I still disagree with you, mm -hmm. but they're kind of like. I love that you're trying to live that out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so I think it can like gain some respect and maybe just get people to think about something. And, mm. you know, this is a, this is a conviction I would have because of like, this is how I see how God sees humanity and yeah. his love for people. It's not out of like yeah. oppression or trying to get people to, right. you know, do something my way yeah. or sometimes we forget, like you get so far into a conviction you forget like almost like why it's almost like you get an argument with your wife. Like you're like, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're 20 minutes into it and you're like, I don't remember I'm mad anymore. Uh, like, I don't remember what it was I'm mad about, but I'm still just mad at you. Totally. And I think that's kind of what sometimes those things become where sure. you're like, I, you know, like, ah, oh, you shouldn't get an abortion, you know, but then you're right. like, Oh wait, I think this because it's because God loves life and people and like yeah. wants everyone to thrive. Yeah. And, and so it's like, let's not forget that that's like the root, right? Yeah. Of the value of life is the root. This sort of connects, <laughs> but one, several years ago here at Calvary in the lobby after a Sunday morning service, the woman came up to me knowing I'm a pastor and she goes, Hey, I have a question for you. I'm like, yeah. She's like, so, um, do you think that if, when babies die, they go to heaven? And I instantly went into this, like, Oh, well, the scriptures say that every, you know, child's made in the image of God, therefore has value. That's in Genesis. Then it talks about in Psalm 139 that, you know, the, the, uh, the babies formed in the mother's womb. And I started like kind of, yeah. kind of giving, I think what was a healthy biblical answer. Yeah. But then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit just like stopped me. He's like, ask her why she's asking this question. Yes. Yes. I go, what? I go, I'm sorry, why are you asking? And she just yeah. bursts into tears and said, mm. we've lost a child recently. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden my heart is just broken for yeah. her and having empathy for her. Mm. And in that moment, she wanted a theological answer. Yes. Mm -hmm. She also just wanted someone to hear and care for her too. Mm -hmm. And I, sometimes I wonder if, if those that accuse us of doing wrong mm -hmm. really are hurting and crying out <laughs> right, <laughs> to right, be heard right. and understood. So, right. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's a fine line. But then we also, we want to not apologize for truth because it's, it's God's truth, not our truth. Yeah. Cause it's interesting. Cause I was kind of thinking about like, oh dang, it's like, that is a little bit one of those, like the story flips kind of, yeah. you know, story that you shared there. But I also wonder if your theological answer also gave her hope. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's not yeah. to say one or the other. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. a really good point. Cause a hug can give hope, but also like a, she can have some assurance. Yes. Right. Yeah. And that's that's a such week. a good point. So uh, one thing that's interesting that when you go onto the mission field, because like, we send people out from Calvary and we've been toying around with some kind of even new terminology here at Calvary of mm -hmm. um, goers being people mm -hmm. that go and then senders being the people that send. Yep. I kind of like that terminology. The word missionary kind of has some loaded connotation sure, in our sure. current culture of either equaling uh, Mormon, <laughs> right, right? Or for those that don't know, or someone that's coming for um, to conquer or to have colonialism mm -hmm. brought into their um, new culture. Um, and so, anyways, we're just trying to figure out what that word's going to land on. Mm -hmm. But I like that word "go" or we're sending someone to go. But often, like we just had our Albania team go to Albania, <laughs> our team to go to Albania. I guess that makes sense. But <laughs> we had a group from Calvary go to Albania, and they were coming back saying, "Yeah." 
the people just were so thankful that we had traveled all this way to be with them. Mm. And I think there's even an apologetic in that of, of someone traveling so far to say, we love you enough mm-hmm. that we're willing to share with you that we savor and we see the mercy of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that, there's just something that's convincing about that. Yeah. And our culture, when you're talking to someone across the street, you don't have that necessarily testimony of I've traveled so far to be with you. So we're trying to look for other opportunities just to show that care, love that you follow that. Totally. That kind of reminds me of what the guy that was sharing the, the worker missionary sharing at the men's breakfast that we had this week. And he was just talking about like, yeah, you can go on Facebook and minister to people across the world. He's like in this country that's really like hard to reach. It's kind of dangerous to live. It's actually like illegal to be a Christian mm-hmm. or illegal to proselytize, like to mm-hmm. share your faith. And he was saying how like, yeah, you can share your faith on Facebook with people from my country, mm-hmm. but it's like, but when you show up in yeah. their country, your presence there, you're bringing the presence of Jesus with you. Yeah. And it's such an impact. Just like, whoa, you're, you're here from a, like a 30 hour flight right. to this place. Yes. And you live here now. Like, yeah this is a hard place to live and you chose to be here Incredible. with us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, that example. So a lot of times even, cause we'll think like, Oh, well technology or, you yeah. know, or there's a way to make it easier. And it's like yeah. easier is not always better. Well, incarnational, right? Yes. God could have just written on the sky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're <laughs> right. Believe in, in Jesus. Yes. But you know, Jesus came into our world, lived among people. Mm. So going back to that, I just would encourage you guys, this is like a shameless plug, but when we have like these special breakfasts or events with some of our workers around the world, like please come. Cause there's just so many cool stories that you hear. But on Saturday we heard the story from, we, we can't say his name because yeah. this goes online and, and where exactly serves, but somewhere in Africa, but he has a gnarly life, he and his wife. So when they go from the airport, the capital city to the city where they live in, they have to hire a bodyguard with a machine gun yeah. just because there's so many highway robberies from um, yeah. the capital city to the city that they live in. Which yeah. is incredible. He actually got pulled in to the um, the police station earlier this year because someone accused him of beating him up, and he had never met this person before. But because mm. he's on, one of the only Western people in this city, people know who he is. And so yeah. this guy had been in a fight and then took that opportunity to bring his wounds to the police station and blame uh, um, the worker for right, for right, his injuries. Right, right. Um, probably to get money or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, I mean, some of our goers they experience so many fascinating stories, but hardships uh-huh. and yet staying obedient and faithful to the calling. It's just so cool to be around uh-huh. some of these guys. And so yeah, come, come when we have these weekends, these weeks, I just think you'll, uh-huh. you'll always be surprisingly blessed. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually really cool and really chill. Like just a, like a relaxed environment yeah. too. And I think he was saying there's like in the community that they're in, that there's like, was like three Christians or something like that. He yeah. said, Two, I mean, the, yeah. the two of them. So there's got to be more than yeah. two others, right? Oh, two nationals. Two nationals that mm-hmm. were Christians. And then one of them got arrested, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, for sharing his faith, which is, and then he was kind of like, oh, it's cool that I got arrested because now I can just share my faith in prison all I right. want. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, that's that mindset, like, right? That's the mindset, right? Yes. That, that's incredible. Where I'm like, Paul. We're like, I'm coming to church and like, <laughs> Oh, they didn't do my favorite song. <laughs> you know, like seriously uh, though. I mean, that's perspective. Right. It brings a lot yeah. of perspective. Yeah. Again, back to this worker he or goer, he was saying there's fifty known Christians in his country right now. Yeah, that's so and awesome. just even at our guy's breakfast that 
day. I think there was like 50, 50 of us people. there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that was even hitting me like, whoa. Yeah. When we just gather in these groups here at Calvary, we have more people, mm-hmm. more believers than some countries in the world. Yeah. And did you know we just passed 8 billion people as in a, the world? As a world. Yeah, yeah, in the world, 8 billion. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. I know. So <laughs> the opportunities, Luke 10 2, pray right. for more workers in the harvest. It, yeah. it exists. There's still so many more workers to be sent out and we're mm. praying for more here at Calvary. We would love to see, right? Like yes. more go to Europe, more work in the field of translation, mm-hmm. more just answer the call to where God would place them. So a couple of good steps, you know, is to go on a short trip. Yep. Like a week or two week trip. Yep. Excuse me. I hiccups all of a sudden. <laughs> um, you know so, what, you know what fixes hiccups? Ah! Oh yeah. He scared me guys. Okay. I'm better. Um, <laughs> He, uh, so yeah, so to go on one of these trips and we've got like, if you go to calvarylife.org and click on the reach section, you mm-hmm. can find out more information about our go trips. Yep. Uh, Moldova is a big one. Yep. We're working on some other ones. Yep. Um, Portugal. Oh yeah. Hoping to get a team over to, um, well, we'd love to get a team to Albania as well. Yeah. Albania. He mentioned Lesbos maybe. Yeah. So Lesbos, we'll uh, yeah. Island, Island off of Greece would be great. And then we're trying to send many college young adult kids over at uh, 10 to project in Europe to yes, um, which is like a summer program. It's amazing. It's yeah. five European cities. You all meet in one city, you get trained for a week and a half yep. and then you go to one of these five strategic cities, yep. serve for six weeks and then come back and debrief. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I got to be with for like four days with all the, there was like 80 or something. Oh yeah, that's right. 10 to participants, yes. um, young people, like young adults. Yeah. And, uh, and it was cool just being, they were part of the, like, because that's what's cool is it kind of culminates with them going to the all missionary conference yeah. of Greater Europe Mission. Yeah. And uh, so we we're like worshiping together. They had the just privilege of hearing me talk about God joy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, that's what you address. Yeah. That was part of the group. They were part yeah. of the crowd. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah it was cool. We're that trying they were to get fired up. Yeah. One of our kids were trying to even right now say like, oh, hey, yeah. in two years, 10 2, let's there go. There you go. There so, you go. Uh, uh, so yeah, folks. So Calvary folks, as you're listening to, you don't have, they even have trips if you're retirement age. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'd love to send you somewhere. Yeah. They're actually, it's like still getting developed, but there's something called Ten Two Legacy. Yeah. That Jem's doing that's going to be more for people who are retirement age or empty nesters, mm-hmm. or, you know, that kind of thing where mm-hmm. they're just kind of like, they have, they're not, they're just not young adults. It's yeah. basically a little bit older adults. Yeah. Um, so to do a similar kind of thing, not the same and slightly more comfortable, I think, than the young adult version. But <laughs> our bones get weary as we I get know. older. We, we, need, need a little... we need a little thicker mattresses. Yes. Huh? <laughs> it's sort of true, though. I could sleep on any floor when I was 21. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, struggles. My kids will like fall asleep in like the weirdest contortions. Right? Yeah, They're exactly. just like, how are you sleeping like on the wood floor, like like that? But you can also like take that. There's a class called Perspectives. You yes. can take. You can you can pray. You can give. Like yes, we're yeah, sorry. We're yeah, yeah, little commercials here. Yeah, guys, bear we'll with us. But, one, uh, but yeah. we're praying for ten Calvaryites mm-hmm. to take our Perspectives class in January. So it'll be it's hardcore, you guys. It's not just like some flipping class. Like uh, it's fifteen Monday nights, fifteen weeks. Okay. And so um, and what is it? Perspectives. What does that mean? Yeah, great question. So it's to give <laughs> you perspective of God's heart for the world. Got it. So you're going to have different teachings on what's the scripture say about uh, the gospel? What's the scripture say about the world? What's the scripture say about end times? So it's yeah. like trying to form this, this, um, I guess, this biblical thinking of God's heart for yeah. all the nations. 
So it's not necessarily you have to be a missionary by to after you finish it, right? But it will definitely give you a perspective, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to use that term, of what the world's all about and God's economy. It's almost like you don't have to be a missionary if you take it, but it's almost like you, if you're going to be a missionary, you have to take it. Yeah, like <laughs> right, because go both so, ways. Like, I've I've talked to, I feel like every missionary I've ever talked to has taken that. Yeah, and has and I feel like hands down, everyone's like this is like the best thing there is. Yeah. So it's, and we're really excited too, to yeah. partner with, you know, one of the things even just in this, I guess I would almost argue post-Christian culture yes. that we're living in is that I think the churches need to connect together better yes. in our cities to serve each other, to serve our communities. And so it's really fun. We have a great partnership with Trinity yeah. Presbyterian down the street. And so shout out to our Trinity, Trinity friends. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be partnering with them to do this perspectives class in January. It's mm-hmm. gonna be great. So sign up, sign up. We'd love to have you sign up. Yeah, that's cool. I remember I partnered last year with our spiritual authority yes. cohort with a bunch of Trinity folks, which yes. is really good. That's right. Anything right. else by Sunday or is there? I think that's enough about Sunday. Okay. We do have some listener questions. Oh, we've been begging for questions. We've been begging very, very hard. Yes. And there was like, there's a whole text thread of people giving you advice <laughs> and we're not going to really read any of those necessarily. Right. Um, but, uh, or not text thread, a Facebook thread. Yes. Thank you for all those that we had mm-hmm. 56 comments on there and um, they were all helpful. Yeah. I, I feel a lot like I have more <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm more wisdom now. <laughs> um, but then we got a couple people like actually wrote in a question. Okay. So one question that was, we'll, we'll put this one first since they actually emailed podcast at calvarylife.org. Ooh, well done. Way to follow instructions. Uh, they said no need to use my name, so okay. we'll just keep it. Like, okay. uh, But they were asking about one of the spiritual practices. And, okay. the, and we might have to just briefly explain it because it okay. was, this is Lectio Divina. Uh-huh. Just wondering how often you practice it every day, once a week, how often? Good so question. how often do you practice? So Lectio Divina is basically just prayerfully reading the scripture, like w- with listening to the spirit. So mm-hmm. you'd read a passage of scripture, asking God to like reveal a part of it that's like stands out to you, mm-hmm. like that he would make a part of it stand out to you like a phrase or like a sentence of it or a couple words, a word. Mm-hmm. And then you just sort of like, then you take some time to meditate upon that and ask God, like, Lord, why did you make this part stand out mm-hmm. to me? And so you would read it a few times prayerfully, like asking God to to speak to you. So it's like, yeah. I mean, that's essentially what it is. Like, I think we can sometimes overcomplicate things. And really, if you just did that, I mean, maybe we could have just done a whole Sunday in like two minutes, but <laughs> yeah, like, that's true. just do that. And that's what will help. Just read yeah. it a few times, prayerfully ask God to reveal parts of it that should be standing out to you. Yeah. And like I've said, I think that's just kind of how we should like always read the Bible. Yeah. Like, why not just ask God to speak? Right. You don't have to like pick the word or phrase or whatever yeah. to like kind of hone in on. But Lord, speak to me. Like, what parts should I really be noticing in, yeah. your, in your word today? Yeah, that's good. So at some level to to the listener, I would say every time I read the Bible, which is like yeah. every day, pretty much, right. um, I'm kind of trying to read it that way. Now, confessedly, sometimes I'm like, let me, I'm, I'm doing a ton of research. I'm like reading something too fast or yeah, something. For sure. Me too. But um, I don't like in a formal way, practice Lectio Divina probably more than like once a month at mm-hmm. the most. Mm-hmm. So like to actually do it in the full steps, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. I feel like I allow these practices to kind of like inform my regular stuff mm-hmm. rather than being real strict about them. Mm-hmm. If you know what I'm saying Yep. often. So I don't yeah. know how, is it similar for you or what do you yeah, think? I think it's a tool in the toolbox, right? Yep. So it's yep. like, okay, I want to slow down in my scripture reading yes. and I want to read it a little bit more of the methodically yes. or in, in an intentional way where I'm allowing God to speak to me through it. Yeah. Um, I last 
So last Wednesday night, I just kind of had a discouraging night. We did an event here at Calvary and just be fully honest with all of you. I was really hoping that we'd have more people come than we did. I did walk by. Yeah, I, I did was, walk by as it was about 10 minutes. Yeah, up, so I was I feeling super too. It was like a new yeah. believers class and yeah. we had called a bunch of people and we were so excited about who, who had said they were going to come. Yeah. And then we just didn't have people show. And I was yeah. super disappointed, you guys. And I was going, oh, I thought, and this is obviously God's heart to grow new believers. We'd gotten a ton. We'd gotten 80 names from um, the crusade that had just come up. So anyway. Yep. I was feeling kind of down in the doldrums when I woke up Thursday morning mm. and I actually heard a worship song that morning um, called your labor is not in vain. And it's uh, based on first Corinthians 15, 58 nice. and it talks about in that passage, be steadfast and immovable for your labor is not in vain and such an encouragement. And so that wow. morning I just kept repeating that phrase every yeah. time I was just feeling kind of sad about the night before Yeah, um, going, God, I want to be steadfast. I want to be immovable. I know that the labor you've called me to is not in vain. Yep. And so that was kind of a form of Lectio Divina, I guess. And yeah. that day I wasn't focusing on one word, but just that phrase but was really that, booing me for yeah. the day. Yeah, that's perfect. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Hmm. And then like the word phrase sentence, like it doesn't, that's not what matters. Yeah. yeah it's like allow that verse to that spirit to minister to yeah. you. And maybe I just want to even just randomly encourage all of you, your labor is not in vain. Let me just like mm. personalize that to you. Maybe you've been feeling called to a ministry or a person and you're not feeling, seeing a lot of fruit from that right now. Just know, know that your labor is not in vain. Just mm -hmm. be steadfast, obedient to what God's called you to do. Mm -hmm. And God will work in his timing in his way. Yeah. And even if that labor is like doing these spiritual practices, yeah. like, and if that's like a, a labor you've been trying, yeah out more because of the series, then that's cool. You let that, even that labor is not in vain. And so I think to the person asking this question, like I said, for me, I've done Lectio Divina formally a bunch that's now helped train me to mm -hmm. do it sort of like without like thinking about it mm -hmm. almost like that's mm -hmm. just how I will read the scripture. Yeah. So do it formally until it informs your everyday yeah. practice. Yeah. Like we said a few weeks ago, Justin Wimmel early says a uh, habit's not a habit till it becomes one. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like you just yeah. kind of have to do it until it sort of becomes part of what you do. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully that helps to the asker of that question. <laughs> Anonymous. Anonymous asker. Okay. This next one's a little Wait, bit. We have multiple. Yeah, we got two. I got one into a a DM on Facebook. Remember how we said you could DM yeah. us on so social media? We are 200% <laughs> more than questions than last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exponentially more. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pastoral, like, uh, uh, embellishment way of saying that. Uh, um, so uh, this person says, named Ashley, uh -huh. says, okay, I have a question. Uh, how do we as Christians move forward in forgiveness and grace while still feeling hurt and being able to put up boundaries. Hmm. So like, it doesn't feel like God wants us to shove down our hurt or frustration to just forgive and forget. Right. So how do we move forward and love people who have hurt us and aren't seeming to understand? Ooh, that's a good question. There's a lot in that question. huh? There really is a lot in there. And so even like to your person about the, like the child who yeah. passed away, it's like, like probably for this person, we just say, we love you and we care for you. We are, we, we'd love to even talk with you yeah. personally about what those specific things are for sure. And I'm sure it was Matt cause Matt's kind of like, he's not really nice all the time. And so Boy, me, you probably <laughs> hurt this person is my guess. 
This is an indirect uh, <laughs> confrontation. I was leaving at first. I was going to leave that part out, but that's like the intro. It says this is about don't, uh, but Matt. don't say. Uh, Matt. <laughs> uh, Matt. Uh, no, I'm sorry. This, yeah. Uh, so, so I don't mean, mean if, to make light. If I could read it in, yes. into that question, it's yes. how do you forgive someone who's not necessarily asking for forgiveness yet? Right. It sounds like it, you're still yeah. hurt. I've had these situations happen. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you do you want to go first or you want, <sighs> want me to go first? Go. I can go. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had someone that has hurt me that I have tried to do the like that I know I hurt also because mm-hmm. this is what like this also kind of like happens in marriage sometimes too mm-hmm. where you feel like you both hurt each other. Yeah. But then only like only I said sorry. <laughs> And then you're like, uh, so you got anything to share? Uh, you know what I mean? It's kind of a give or take. Yeah. But this other one, I mean, that's more uh, just like simple arguments when that's, that's lighter. But yeah. like this other one was like bigger. And I felt like I had really put myself out there of like asking forgiveness, trying to make things right. And then it has felt like the other person just really would like didn't like kind of take ownership of yeah. some of that stuff yeah and i just felt really hurt still i felt really mad yeah you know and like then i don't know it's like so i was like lord how do you want me to do this and honestly it would come up almost every day for me because mm. of my my daily prayer because of praying the lord's prayer every day mm. and he's like you know, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, forgive, you know, forgive me my sins. And as we forgive those who've sinned against us. And I like struggled with like, I'm like, Lord, I do forgive this person, but I'm kind of like still mad and I'm still hurt. And so I get, I I guess I say to Ashley, like, I really get how you feel. And so Mm. I have had to put up some boundaries because I feel like there was some, some of those lines weren't like, or, or some of those things that were broken weren't healed. Like mm-hmm. those bridges weren't reconnected. Mm-hmm. And, and I put myself out there to try to do that. I mm-hmm. prayed about it a lot, like, mm-hmm. because it was coming up so often in, in the Lord's prayer yeah. and I prayed about it a lot, put myself out there, did, um, what's the verse? It's like, whatever, do whatever you can do to be at peace with all men. Sure. You know what I mean? Like if it's in your power or whatever, I'm like, yeah. I should probably have that fully memorized, but yeah. that, it's like, you, you kind of in these situations, you can only do your part. You can't do their part sure. for them. Yeah. And I felt like after a while there had to become like a boundary because I kept becoming hurt mm-hmm. repeatedly, repeatedly. And I just couldn't, I felt like it wasn't healthy for me to live in that repeated hurt. Mm-hmm. And so like, I just kind of, then I sort of like limited the amount of interaction yeah. I could have with that person because it wasn't healthy. Right. So I, I mean, Obviously, I'm keeping all that like anonymously in the way I'm sharing yeah. it, but that's like real stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. I can even tell. Yeah, in your emotion right now, like yeah. it's, it's, it's deep. It's a, it's a wrestling match with God mm-hmm. in a lot of these ways. Um, yeah, Ashley, I'd say too. Colossians three. I don't want to just throw a Bible verse at you, but I think this is helpful. Colossians three says, "Make allowance for each other's faults, and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so mm-hmm. you must forgive others." So I wonder if. If part of the path of forgiveness is just getting in touch with how much we've been forgiven by God. Mm-hmm. And then another passage, Romans 5, 8 says, while we were still sinners, Jesus died for us. So mm-hmm. it wasn't that we were redeemable at that point. We were still shaking our fist at God. We were still rebelling against him, but he, out of his great love, grace died for us. So part of it's being in touch with that. Mm-hmm. And then I think the Holy Spirit would allow us to begin to let go of some of that just pain and, mm-hmm. and heal our hearts with that. 
but yeah, I totally agree with you. There's, that doesn't mean that you can just ignore boundaries or right, jump in right. and just get hurt again. Right. Cause God essentially doesn't have boundaries, but mm, we're not God, yeah. but God, cause God's like eternally has a hand extended yeah. right to people that yeah. hear he me is, at the door and knock. Yeah, yeah. He's died for them. Yeah. He's died for their sin and just essentially has a hand extended yeah. to them to like grab them up. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I don't know if I'm, I'm bleeding into, we're going to have an Arminianism, Calvinism <laughs> argument, but like God no, has a, just safe kidding, ground. But, yeah. <laughs> but God has a hand extended yeah. to them and he completely has died for them and loves them and forgives them, even though they spit in his face. Yeah. And so the hand is still extended. It, it's like, he's just there. Yeah. For so them. that helps me. Yeah. Okay. If that's what I've done to God and mm-hmm. he's issued and ushered me forgiveness. Wow. I receive that forgiveness from God. Yeah. In my own deals. That may help me even just soften to forgive somebody else. But it's a process too, Ashley. You may wake up tomorrow and be like, am I, am I there yet? No. <laughs> but maybe it's a process right. that will, that will, uh, that God will walk you through. And then one day you would wake up and be like, I think I've let it go. Yeah. I think I really have. And I will say to you, Ashley, that like, it's a couple of things that are important. One is like, even to know, like, I still struggle with like my one, you yeah. know, like my yeah. thing, my this person I have this issue with, it's, it's mm. still hard. It's still hurtful, right? Mm-hmm. Even though I've, even though I put up boundaries. So your boundaries aren't going to completely protect you from ever having hurt, yeah. right? Even if you might need them. And so I think sometimes God then calls us to like, to say, okay, I'm going to go beyond my boundaries or mm-hmm. I'm going to go, I'm going to take a bold risk. I think. And so like, that's what you need to be prayerful about is like, are you, are you needing to take a bold risk or are you feeling like a, a sense of peace about God saying, no, it's good for you to have a boundary. Mm-hmm. And then I also think like you really, it's really important for you to have some people that are close to you mm. where it won't be gossipy, but you can have a couple people that you're just like able to kind of like pour out like sure. all your stuff about this with, yeah. you know, and just like close friends or it could be a counselor or somebody, you know, yeah. whatever, but like mostly just even like a close friend. Yeah. Or that's good. So yeah. yeah. Thanks for the question though. It's yeah. a really good question. It is super good question. And I'll, I'll work on Matt and try and see if he can <laughs> come talk to me. <laughs> All right. We have one more question that has just recently come in. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it's, <laughs> it's from, um, Bart. Um, and Bart wants to know, what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving week? <laughs> I, I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Bart. Bart, thanks for your question, Bart. Bart, you're a good guy, Bart. I'm super <laughs> excited for you to be here, Bart. Um, Bart's totally real, huh, Matt? <laughs> you know, I thought of that name because my kids have a trial to Disney Plus. We gave them, like, this week since they're home, we'll give you Disney Plus for the week, a seven-day oh, trial. Oh, nice. And The Simpsons is on oh, Disney yes. Plus, which I don't recommend, but they've just discovered it yesterday. They've never even heard of The Simpsons. And so, oh, wow. Bart Simpson. Anyway. Um, yeah, I'm thankful for a lot of things. Thankful for right. my family. Uh-huh, thankful for uh-huh. my wife. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Thankful for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, thankful for this church. Like yeah. so many, I mean, good grief. I have so many things to be thankful for. Yeah. It's crazy. Honestly, yeah. we are so blessed. And so, for sure. So just, we have so much. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. And that's, I think it's important for us to remember too, especially if you're a person that gets kind of like, you feel like the world's changing and yeah. it's like, everything's against me. Like you really think about it. Like 
you have such a good life probably. Yeah. Like we are, we are so blessed to live here where we live Yeah. and the freedoms that we have here. Yep. Uh, even here in California, you know, it's yep. like, we're so blessed. Totally. So I think it's just sometimes good to just like, remember that even if yeah. you might have frustrations, like let's not, that's like my encourage of gratitude. Don't focus in on the things of our, our County, our state, our country, our world that you're frustrated about, mm-hmm. but spend time thinking about how much you have to be grateful for. Yeah. 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 It's almost like a scarcity blessing mindset. I think yeah. we can easily look at the things we don't have or the things we've even lost yeah and feel like uh yeah but to see okay what do we have god james one god's the author of good gifts hmm. now all good gifts come from above yep. so yeah we have a lot to be thinking I'm, yeah i'm thankful for this cultural moment i'm thankful that we get to live in a place where we have the bible on our phones yeah i'm thankful that we have to even be a little bit more on edge right now as yeah. a christian in a good way. We have to know what we believe yeah. I and mean, we have to be able to articulate. We have to first Peter to it. We have to live it out Yes. Um, in a way that maybe you didn't have to 75 years ago. Right. So, just been an assumption that that's what you should believe yeah, and do. Right. Right. Which could have led to a lot of like even sort of false belief. A lot of like, I never knew you, yes. you know, stuff totally. like, so we actually legitimately have one more question, but I don't oh. know if we should save it. So we're already at 52 minutes. Oh no. Should I, I'll read it and you can decide if we'll do it next week or this week. Okay. Choose your own adventure. All right. Here we go. Ready? Uh Um, all right. How do I approach those? This is from, I'll just say first names. This is from a person named Lori. Okay. How do I approach those who are totally focused on signs of the end times and can create anxiety for others? Mm. I want to be kind and understanding. Thank you. Exclamation point. Thank you. So thanks everybody for coming today. We really appreciated <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening to the Cover Life Podcast. You can rate, review, and subscribe and share. Like, do, 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 do. Uh, oh. All right, let's do it next time. I think we no. It, it, no, it's a tease. A, it's a very good question. You know, we've kind what of if Jesus comes back this week. We don't have to. Do I know it. <laughs> that would be great. We'll have our question answered. I felt like when I was a young child, there was a ton of emphasis in the local church about end times oh, and signs. So much. I felt like it, just even my limited perspective last 10, 20 years, there hasn't been as much. Um, but now I feel like it's starting to become with things that are happening in Russia. Yes. Um, just even COVID. I think there's yep. almost a feeling of, okay, maybe we should pay more attention. What's going on. Yep. But I think, you know, I hate to say it so tritely, but revelation, the whole theme of revelation is God wins. Yes. God wins. Yes. And so let's, let, let's just reduce it to that for a moment. Mm-hmm. We can trust in God that he's overcome the world Yeah. and that he's going to do what's right. Yep. Cause I think both you and I are probably, my guess is pre-tribulation rapture people that that's what we believe or are you a mid or post-trib rapture person yeah i'd be this is a we'll, we'll explain this a little more in a second but i'm curious i know yeah so i would be uh well definitely pre-mill um but pre-trib yeah, 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 as yeah, well yeah. so okay yeah that's what i'm talking about um so that I, means but like, i don't hold that very i don't hold that super tightly right right but i just say i'll just say like because if you what that means is that means we believe there's going to be a period of time that like a seven year period of time that's called the tribulation. Mm-hmm. That's like really hard. A literal seven years. Literally. Yeah. Suffering, difficult, like it's very difficult in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in really extraordinary ways. Mm-hmm. And so if the rapture would happen before that, that yeah. means Christians would not have to experience that time. Yeah. Christ would come back for his church radically. Yeah. And, um, basically take away all the true believers in him. Yeah. Now other, 
other very like conservative evangelical Christians yeah. Yeah. think that it could be that Christians have to live through that yeah. period of time or like, half of it, half of it or all of it. Yeah. yeah. And so like when you think about if having anxiety, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think there's like probably a little bit more anxiety if you feel like, oh, I have to like live through this sure. period of time and experience yeah. like gnarly suffering, yep. you know, for three and a half to seven years, like of some sort. Um, now, yeah, because that sounds worse to me. And so sometimes I always question like, do I have a pre-trib rapture view <laughs> because the most convenient? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the the garden tomb, like feels right even if we think the the site of the the tomb of jesus was actually not there right it just feels right sorry that's a little inside baseball i apologize for that one no no mark matlock just wrote about this this week because he's in israel right now oh really and mark (laughs) wrote um goes the coolest thing about being one of these tomb sites is that who's not there and that's jesus's body's not he's not there he's risen right no matter (laughs) what that's such a pastor line that's hilarious (laughs) it is i know it's true I, i loved it but yeah, pre, mid, and post-trib are all, all have some decent arguments from the scriptures. Yeah, um, in them, we should maybe we should spend a whole podcast talking about that. Yeah, maybe. Which is code for I'm not ready to talk about it right <laughs> now. I don't know what to say. <laughs> but I do think it's important. I would say this to everybody, and maybe to a little bit help Lori. Like mm-hmm. now, it's hard because she wants to approach those who are totally focused on signs. Okay, I think this whole thing of being totally focused on signs of the end times mm-hmm. is not the healthiest way to live. I see. I, I do think that we are, the scriptures are pretty clear about how we are supposed to live as if Jesus would return tomorrow. Yep. We're supposed to live in that way now. Yep. So we should act like that every day in the way that we share faith, in the way that we, um, urgency, just, like urgency. Yeah. yeah. The way that we live out, live out the gospel in our daily lives, like all of that should be, how we live hmm. now, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And there's even like, Jesus doesn't like, it's like only the father knows like mm-hmm. the time. And, yeah. Um, so it's like, don't you think like you are going to be able to figure this out? Like, yeah. and, and there's, it's just been like the rate of success on this has been 0% pretty over, low, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, of course, obviously it's been yeah. <laughs> that way, but like just a lot of people have spent, have wasted, I think a lot of time huh. trying to guess and predict. Uh-huh. I think it's good to be aware uh-huh. And like looking at the the signs, I think it's yeah. even scriptural is just to like have an awareness of looking, but don't get preoccupied. Mm-hmm. And so maybe there's an encouragement to your friends. Like it, that are, it seemed like totally focused. Mm-hmm. And it, you, this is the thing. This is like, it's almost like talking politics or something though. You got to be uh-huh. very gentle with this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I would just be like, Hey, I just, I agree. Like I, I'm, I hear what you're saying. I see those things that you're talking about. I also think like, is there, let's just. I think we shouldn't get like our whole selves, like completely like mm. preoccupied with this. Like mm-hmm. let's live, let's live this out in as mm-hmm. if it were tomorrow mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something like that. I do. Mm. I think as we get older, we get more interested. I yeah. think like when you have a great, I think you have a greater sense of your mortality. Yeah. The older you get and it does feel like typically older generations get a little more interested in, in this yeah. topic. I think, you know, I think we want to know about what's going to happen next. The older we get, mm-hmm. get more interested in heaven and hell mm-hmm. conversations totally. as well. Um, I think also to be careful, you're not like overly scaring people. Mm-hmm. Um, like when, like you said, when we were kids, like those, um, the, thief, was it thief in the, in the night. night? Yeah. yeah those thief in the night movies gave like <laughs> my poor wife had like nightmares, <laughs> like for, you know, for years because of these movies right? and really scaring you. And yeah. so like, we don't need to like, 
I think it's good to have a healthy literal view of hell and that kind of stuff and judgment. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I don't think it's, that's not terrify our children over it. Yeah. I think there's some fun and, and even some like robust conversation being like, is this person the antichrist (laughs) or does, you know, does this (laughs) particular piece of military weapon weaponry yeah equal e- the sign of the beast or something the like that or, or yeah. whatever yeah, yeah yeah but yeah to get so fixated on that that yeah like just what you said we lose the call to love lord god with all our heart mind soul and strength love our neighbor yeah. and then go into the nations yeah i think if those things are being hindered yeah then it's a little bit of a yellow light for us yeah exactly exactly so who's your uh, money on these days <laughs> antichrist I know. I had thrown out so many names in the past. We, we, like, we used to, you and I used to talk used to about this, this yeah. all the time. I think you used to say Bono to make me mad. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I still want to read that book, by the way. We did. It's so good. Um, I know for a while that was like Obama. <laughs> it was like, no, it has to be a name with like six letters in it. That's what, <laughs> that's what it was. Like I heard someone saying they think maybe Elon Musk. <laughs> Cause he's like bringing all these, right. like buying Twitter, you know, and it was like yeah. global communic in charge of global yeah. communication. Well, what's interesting. And I'm going to go a little bit on a limb with this, but first John talks about antichrist plural. Oh, yeah. So it's the idea that you wonder if in every generation, Satan doesn't know, he doesn't know everything. So he raises up potential, the potential antichrist oh, yeah. when, when the timing's right, he could then elevate into a platform. Mm. But when that, when the timing's not right, then that person just goes away. Saddam Hussein, for example, something like that. Oh, yeah. And so every generation may have its own like seeding. Oh, so you're saying maybe you were right with your, some of your previous guesses. Right. But it didn't come to fruition. (laughs) (laughs) Cause they have to like win over. That's the thing. Like people think we're being like mean or something when we say like Obama or Oprah or whatever, (laughs) we're not judging them, but we're just saying they had to like, they have to have like gained a following enough right yeah, there's an attraction attraction to them, to them. yeah they, yeah yeah they proclaim peace when people are desperate for peace yeah yeah maybe joel osteen <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get sued for libel <laughs> yeah this is all just in jest completely in jest um, yeah so, so pay attention to signs yeah. but don't get um i guess obsessed with them to the point of you miss jesus Who's like a, was it one of the Oakland A's could be the Antichrist? <laughs> Sorry, I'm like. They wouldn't have enough of a platform. <laughs> they, wouldn't have enough. they wouldn't be popular enough. Do any of your sports people? Hmm. <laughs> What's it? I mean, you've got a blog. LeBron. Maybe it's you. L- L-E-B-R-O-N. <laughs> Ooh. He has communication like companies. Yeah. No, LeBron, please don't. If you hear yeah. this, LeBron. Sorry, LeBron. Yeah. I love Where's... you, man. Yeah, I heard he's. I, yeah, I heard he's listens every now and then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To, to the Calvary Life Pod, <laughs> just like our wives. If you've got, <laughs> I think LeBron Bright listens more than my wife. Uh, do you? If you've got a guess for Antichrist, go ahead and email that to podcast <laughs> at calvarylife.org. Yes, but also we'd love to hear your life advice questions. These yep. don't have to be. Here's the thing, guys. Don't they don't have to be so serious if you don't want them to be. Yeah. Like it can be funny, or you could be like. I think it'd be kind of cool to have some dilemma ones. Like I'm trying to make a decision between this and this. Ooh, yeah. You know, like, uh, I don't know. So just, should I go to Westmont or Biola? Yeah, there you go. Should I go to Del Taco or Taco Bell? Yeah. It could be light like that. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It could be very light. Uh huh. So if you've got just some sort of debate that you're thinking about that you want Matt and I to give our should input I on. Should I do the light meat or the dark meat for Thanksgiving? Ooh, always the dark meat. <laughs> oh, really? In my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> 
If the bird's been brined, the white, the light meat's going to be decent, but it's more about dark meat. Yeah. Wet dressing or dry dressing? What do you mean by wet? It's I'm got confused. like gravy on it and stuff. And oh, like, oh, like you put the gravy, like whether yeah, you should put yeah. gravy on your dressing yeah. or not? Or the dressing that's like, or the dressing that's like cooked inside the bird. Oh yeah, dude. Oh. So here's the thing, like cooked inside the bird's supposed to be like dangerous or something. Uh-huh. Cause it's like, could have like, it doesn't get all cooked and out the like, oh, okay. uh, I've actually never heard this. The, like, this is why, the, this is why they say you shouldn't do inside the bird stuffing is because it could have the bacteria from the raw bird still in it. It doesn't get hot enough. We do that every year. And, but the bird stuffing is so good. It's so good. <laughs> Cause it gets moist. It's yes. wet. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Okay, with your rolls, do you, we're going way over time. No, this is good. Do you do butter and jam or just butter? Those rolls are so good. During do the you meal? you ruin it with jam? Or do you no, mean, I don't use jam. No jam. Butter? Butter, sure. Okay. Butter, yeah. Okay. I actually have a whole nother take is no bread at all. It's Because your bread's your stuffing. Yeah. So I think you're going to take up too much stomach room. There's a great <laughs> meme that I saw this week that said... Uh, How's it feel to spend three, three, three days in the kitchen and your kids just eat bread? Yes. That's such a <laughs> funny rolls. It's yeah. such a funny meme. Yeah. yeah. For your kids just eat this and it has like yeah. a picture of a yeah. roll. It's so funny. It's so true. Yeah. Uh, wait, I like this. This is good. I finally just got in a roll. I'm kind of getting hungry. Yeah. Um, did you, oh, we should probably stop. It's getting late. We're going to yeah. have to go home. I, I, well, I hope you guys all have a good Thanksgiving. <laughs> Matt's trying to make me stop you guys. I wanted to keep talking about food just so you know, but Matt's making me stop. Sorry. You're not going to say? Oh, wow. All right. Thanks for listening to the Cavalier Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.